This is wing. This is wing it. We wing it. So we're gonna start. Um... Welcome back. Wing it podcast. GooseDigital.com. Who do we have? Robin Kroll, Jen Pugsley, Adam Thompson. Adam. Oh, Michael Turksani. I always forget that. <laughs> Adam, nice to meet you. Yes. Face yes. to face. Thanks for having me. Appreciate I guess, it. well, I guess last night was the, was partly too, the insurance business awards. Yep. Yeah. Why were you in town? Uh, was nominated for Young Gun of the Year. So awesome. it was Good cool. for you. Congrats yeah, on that nomination. That's wild. Thanks. Have you been out to that event before? No, it's my first time to Toronto. First time to the first big time. city. First time. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And you came to see us. That's awesome. I did. Yeah, for sure. I got the invite. I wanted cool. to make my way up here. From so. Calgary. Yes. Tool Pete. Tool Pete Insurance. Navicord yep. Broker. Yes. Navicord Broker. Why don't you give us a little intro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've been at Tool Pete Insurance now for about eight years. I'm a commercial account executive. Um, work on a various different programs, uh, provincially, nationally, locally, uh, as well, too, I tried to bring some digital aspects into a lot of the accounts that we try to do, mm-hmm. into the programs that we try to manage as well, too. How do we make things efficient? How do we scale business as well, too, with a lot of these programs? So it's just about looking at insurance a little bit different. Um, when I came into it, it's just insurance is just so antiquated sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm mailing out paper yeah. and I see all the paper wow. and it drives me absolutely insane yeah it really does and i know even on your last podcast with with uh apollo here they were saying that they don't even have a printer i'm like that's sweet i really yeah. like that idea <laughs> i'm yeah. not sure i'm there yet but I, okay. I can't be there yet because i still need my 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 printer and yeah. the paper yeah. is such a key thing mm-hmm. but it's interesting too like it's just in an insurance yeah. process it's like okay we'll um buy the insurance online or you apply for it online and you mm. do all these other things and then you get your invoice. And what, how do you think you get your invoice? Yeah. Paper. They mail it. Yeah. They mail it. So you, you're just not closing the loop there. Like yeah. that's really what you need to do is just close that loop and say, here's your invoice. We just email it to you. Oh, and just click this button and you make an online payment. Like yeah. for sure. So, you, so eight years at Toolpeat. Yeah. Wow. wow. Congrats. That's, good. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we were talking earlier just about kind of the changes in the landscape and what, you, what you're seeing. Like, what is, maybe before we get into some of the bullets that I know we want to go over, like, because we're in, in meetings every day, almost every day it feels like, Robin, right? Oh, yeah. But um, why don't you give us a sense of, like, just kind of how you see kind of the next few years evolving for like, your world? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, for, for me in my world and being a producer, I see insurance needing to evolve. And people always talk about insurance changing. Like mm-hmm. everyone's talking about change. Yeah. I don't think things change. I just think things evolve. And it's about taking the little steps. And each little step that you take is part of that evolution and part of that growth. We were talking earlier about having a vision and mm-hmm. just saying, here's what we're envisioning. And uh, for me, when I look at insurance, um, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of process. There's a lot of framework. There's a lot of tradition mm-hmm. as well, too. And that's part of sometimes the hurdle. That's mm-hmm. part of breaking down some of these barriers to be like, well, can you do it like this? Can mm-hmm. it work like this? Well, I don't know. You got to go try. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's you the first try. step. Yeah. Always is, did we go and try? 
yeah. and try to do this online platform or try to do this marketing initiative. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it, you don't know what works and what doesn't work. Well, it's one of the things totally. that we talk a lot about is, you know, the, even the thought of, um, drawing a box and trying something, but thinking of it as a pilot, right? Yeah. And being, being ready to fail and say, yeah. you know what, if you fail, you, if you've learned something from that and you're able to then move yeah. another direction, that's actually a win. Right. I believe so too. Like yep. I believe everything mm -hmm. is, um, and not to get too like philosophical, but I do believe everything has a purpose of yep. why you're going through this, why you're experiencing this. And part of that big thing is being okay to fail. Yeah. You will never succeed if you do not fail. And we've done a lot of online programs that just flopped straight mm -hmm. up. They just, yep. you know, it's, and one of the bullet points was, you know, you build it and they will come like, Yes. They don't. No, no. <laughs> they don't. Sorry. Yeah. They, no. <laughs> you know, you can have high hopes and good wishes and everything else yeah. like that. But, you know, that's not where the rubber hits the road, really, on a lot of these things. So you yeah. have to go out. You have to try. Be like, okay, this is how much money we spent on this initiative. This was the margin we were looking for. And the whole thing just tanked. And it's almost like, yeah. okay, when do you pull the pin and just get out of there, mm -hmm. yeah. rework it, rethink yeah. it, go back to the drawing board and say, let's run at this again on a different kind of angle. Was it the product? Yeah. Was it the process? Was it yeah. the marketing? The Was it the technology? Did it yeah. work correctly? Like there's so many different factors that go into the recipe. I always call it a recipe because oh, yes. you're really trying to build that recipe to say, how much FaceTime do you need? How many, do you have to do a phone call? Like mm -hmm. for me, I always look at the associations and people that have, do have influence, much more influence than I would have as sure. an insurance producer. How do I leverage that relationship a little bit better as well yeah. too? And how do you enable people to go and market for you? Yeah, absolutely. People marketing for you. That's some of the best marketing you could ever do. So maybe we'll come back to the, you know, the future of the next couple of years and some of these, you know, philosophies or, or, you know, ideas that you have in terms of putting together the right success plan or the parts of success and yeah. some of the specific, specific areas that you have in mind. Why don't we go over a little bit about, I know, Jen, you wanted to talk about specific kind of specialty e-commerce. I know you were doing a bit of that with you guys. So do yeah. we want to kick that off, Jen? You want to kick into yeah, some of the uh, e-commerce Yeah, platform? so I thought we, thought we could talk. I mean, we, um, I guess Tool Pete's been a client of ours since I think roughly 2016. Yeah. Um, we were on a, we want a path with you guys to relaunch a niche e-commerce site that you guys have had for, for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of relaunched it in, in, in 2017, I believe, and, and wrapped a marketing automation platform, yeah. um, and program around it. So I just looking at these niche e-commerce, uh, platforms compared to some of the regular lines like home and auto, mm -hmm. they seem to they seem to perform better. They seem to be more focused. Yes. So just wanted your kind of thoughts and, and stuff around well, the niche. It's just so hard to do something on a general sense. Yeah. Mm. Like I always say it, it needs to be vanilla. There doesn't need to be a lot of variance in mm -hmm. what the outcome is going to be. Mm -hmm. It's really nice going in when you know everyone is going to pay this. This right. is what everyone is going to pay. Then you can market your price sure. and say, this is how much this costs. When you're looking at like a home and auto, it's just so yeah. complicated. And now you've got the market that's kind of working against you in a lot of different ways as well, too. And, you know, automobile and insurance is just so hard to make a dollar right now in doing that. So I do see a need for digital mm -hmm. and moving forward in that space for sure. Anyway, but yeah. How do we get to that space and, and 
making it digital should make it more profitable in the long run mm -hmm. because then your costs are going to be less. The other thing that I see as well too, when you're looking at that is the jobs. Unfortunately, like that's the reality for insurance, the insurance industry right now, there's a lot of jobs in it. And yes. then you've got disruptors or maybe it's not disruption necessarily, but it's a different type of platform where it's online mm -hmm. right. and I don't need to hire another processor to do this. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. just need to build a machine that will do that work for us. Take those levels of uh, some of that work out of the equation can be digitized. Mm -hmm. How do you, so talk a little bit about that program specifically, because I think before when we were talking, before we were rolling, yeah. it was 09? 09, we went live with our That was first. Before, before your time, right? It was, yeah. yeah. I came on in 2011, so yeah. that was already running for about two years. We didn't actually turn a profit on that first system for about four years. Yeah. Okay. So that's how much it kind of time that was took. system and everything the all, system yeah. and marketing and getting people to the site mm -hmm. and driving that um you know so i guess a little rundown of the real brochure program that i manage mm -hmm. um we insure real estate agents for general liability mm -hmm. so if they leave a door open if somebody gets injured essentially if they're getting a lawsuit they need right. to have protection here general liability for real estate typically is not mandatory yeah. it's optional so people can have it. Some of them might have it. Some of them don't. Right. Um, so that's the opportunity for us that we see truly with this space is it just needs to lead with education. And mm -hmm. once these real estate agents are educated on their risk and we've got a good, easy solution here mm -hmm. on the back end. Yep. And I would do a presentation and I say, here's some claims examples. The biggest thing I find is connecting uh, the insurance legal world into reality. And once you do that successfully for a lot of people, they'll go online and just buy it. Yeah. Right. They, something clicks. I'll do a presentation and Lindsay's back at the office and she's looking at the system and you can tell. Already rolling. Right in. when I get back in the office. She yep. goes, that was a good one. We got five people that went online and bought it during the presentation. Wow. That's the best kind of marketing that mm -hmm. you can do, right? It's so easy sometimes mm -hmm. is just mm -hmm. getting that opportunity there, right? Yeah. So. And the sticker price is not going back to like your point about these niche products. Like it, it's, it is vanilla in a sense yeah. and it, it, it's a small premium. Exactly. So I think from a putting your credit card in perspective, it doesn't become a $3,000 premium that you're starting to get. Exactly. You know, and that's by. when we're talking like home and auto, that is a different kind of purchase because my, sure. my product's $200 yeah. per year. Mm -hmm. And if I'm looking at a home and auto package, you can easily be up to, you know, three grand, four grand. Yeah. And it, it is the public ready yet to make that big of a purchase with this big of a risk and this big of a liability yeah. online? No. Are they prepared yeah. to make that jump, right? Because yeah. that is a, a definite I, I, jump. I think yeah, these the, specialty products, sorry, Robin. No, I was just going to say, it's really interesting from, you know, thinking from the customer perspective, right? So, you know, it, you know a specialty product, is mm. that really, you know, that that's the, the right type of product because of the type of product, the price point, and maybe the, you know, the pain points mm -hmm. that you're alleviating that are, I hate to say, well, you know, when you say vanilla, yeah. and then it's fairly clear. So it means that it's a little bit easier to, to figure out what is that, that problem and, and really make that whole path to purchase so well, seamless. Think right. about development too. If yes. you need to develop something and you're like, yeah. okay, let's do automobile insurance. How many different types of automobiles are out there? How many different type of rating structures are you going to have? Yeah. Exactly. Think about all that development that would need to go. Um, for us, it's really easy because a lot of the online programs that we do, there's one option, maybe two options, sometimes three options. Yep. Yep. So I like having a three option max 
and saying mm-hmm. it's either this, this, or this. Yep. And sometimes we just have one option. And, say, then, and we just make it the highest possible denominator possible. And that ensures everybody. Yep. It's good. And it's a low cost. So. And I think there's something around, like we were talking about earlier when we were, when we were offline, um, but even still, it, whatever your investment is in your, your e-commerce specialty product, yeah. there's still this whole notion of it's not just build it and they will come. It's, it's no. build it and then there's this, there's offline marketing, like yes. you were talking about your presentations. There's online marketing, there's automation. There's, yes. um, in order for those tools, you see the return on investment on those you know tools, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. Well, you guys have probably learned a lot in terms of driving that awareness and adoption within your customer base to use the system. Yeah. Obviously, when mm-hmm. you came in, you had a bit of a, like they had been running for a while, but still, yep. you got to keep that. You got to keep them aware of it, right? Well, when we had um, that that program was running, we did the online, and then we kind of did the brokerages. So you're either a real estate mm-hmm. brokerage yes, or you right. bought it online, and there was a few associations, real estate associations, that had already kind of signed on and mm-hmm. said, "This is something we can get behind. Let's just mandate it through the association." So with this real estate program, there's three lines of distribution. There's associations, there's brokerages, yep. and then there's individuals. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to make it as many options as possible for that to say what type of purchase is this going to be. Yeah. And you get somebody to sometimes purchase this online. They go talk to their real estate broker about it. Hey, I just bought this thing online. It's pretty good. Maybe we can get a volume discount if we get the brokerage signed on, which we can do. Um, and then I get a call from the broker saying, hey, I've got half of my agents. They've already signed online. Let's get a brokerage policy going get the brokerage policy going. Then they talk to the association sometimes and they say, hey, I got my brokerage signed on to this. This is something you guys should check out. So sometimes it works that way up the ladder. Yep. Sometimes it works the opposite way. And it, and, and, and it does, it, you know, so you got some options. Yep. It's, it's prepackaged and then it generates policy docs. Yeah. They can, correct me if I'm wrong, there's some level of portal that we that was built into it that we yeah. built to request changes, little, yeah. little things, right? So it's yeah. pretty, for these products that are probably... You know, you can't afford to really touch them. No. Like you know, so it, it pretty much is a in a box type of environment. And how, how do you find now after so many years of having that product, um, you find that clients are just continuously using it? You, you talked earlier about just kind of reminding them to go back through the flow again and making sure they don't skirt the process. Yeah, and to, you do need to do that. You yeah. need to have those touch points. Like those touch points are just so key yeah. um, because it's not mandatory. They don't sometimes have somebody in their ear saying, you do need to have this. Mm-hmm. They have me in their ear. That's what I need to do to say, hey, did you go online? Did you renew your policy? Yeah. You do need, you should carry this. Uh, no one's requiring you to carry this, but as a good, prudent business owner, you're going you're gonna to need this. And yeah. real estate's kind of an interesting industry, I find, a lot of times as well, too, because I look at other industries, like you know, any trades for that matter. General liability, it's always a requirement. Yes, exactly. So I go and sell my $700,000 home, let's say now, and uh, I'm going to get a real estate agent in it, and mm-hmm. they don't have a general liability policy. But when I hire a general contractor, let's say, to develop my basement, I'm going to ask them, uh, a general consumer is going to say, do you have insurance? Are you bonded? Yeah. That's just a question right. that you're going to ask. Do consumers ask real estate no. agents if they have insurance? I've never no. asked. They have you guys ever asked that? No. No. I mean, no. I know now because I've been working with Tool P for so That's long. Good. I like that. That yeah. I would, I would know, but I, but prior to that, I would never have known. Yeah. And it's interesting with all these marketing mm-hmm. things that we've done in videos and videos and things like this. And I'm talking about it, and there'll be like a camera guy there, and and I'm like talking about it, and then after he's like, 
really? Is that all? Is that all true? Should I be yeah. asking my real estate agent if yeah. they have insurance or not? I'm like, well, yeah, that's kind of what this video is about. So yeah, you should yeah, ask like them. It's okay to talk about insurance. Yeah. It's not a dirty word. Your, yeah. your real <laughs> claims, real stories about, about the Rolex. Everybody that's watching this should go watch that one. Like that, that was... Yeah, those ones are real. Like it's, you know, it's all these different situations that can happen. And then with this program, you need to take it back into like a technical sense. And here's the example is we've had uh, Fort McMurray, uh, the fires. Yeah, I was up there six months after the fires doing a a presentation on real estate. And uh, the timing of it was was interesting. It was very eye opening to see that, especially as an insurance broker. I've never seen anything quite like Fort McMurray six months after Mm -hmm. the fire. And I hope I never have to again, to be honest. But, you know, I had a list or um, I did a presentation and we had a lineup of, of agents afterwards that said I you know the one lady said I lost seven listings in these fires seven listings and I am out for home staging photography all my fees all of these things and they said will the insurance policy do anything for me and at that time no it didn't we didn't have anything that was going to cover it so you go back I went back to Calgary and I said we should do something here Mm -hmm. Um, so we went to intact and said let's create a little coverage here let's put some coverages here for a business interruption so we made a form yeah and then we just included it and there's no premium and there's no deductible so then i went back up to fort mcmurray three years after that and said here's what we did guys because of this mm-hmm. this was the outcome so something negative can turn into something positive not only benefiting fort mcmurray but everyone across canada that's yep. insured through our program and it's just bolstering that value yep. that much more and this is unique coverage here that we've created so it's giving us a little bit more of that competitive mm. edge that we were looking it's a, for. It's a great story. And, yeah. and uh, it, it really adds to, to the value that, that a, you know, a broker can bring yeah. by you know, looking out um, for your customers, looking for needs that they might not even know they have yeah. and being able to deliver that additional value. Well, that's why I think it's so interesting, like Tool Pizza, because how, how long have they been around? 1897. 1897. So, you you know, really legacy, long-term, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's gone through multiple transformations over the years, yes. likely in terms of all this stuff, but can really innovate in, in you know, one of these, one of the, in lots of areas that you guys are innovating, but certainly like in an area like this, to your point, Robin, like really create something um, that builds on that customer experience. So yes. I want to talk a little bit about, because one of the things we were up front at the office, you were saying content and how for some of these programs, especially um, when you're into a niche product like this, how the brokers are becoming, or there's an opportunity to almost become like a content engine for, yeah. for your customers. So why don't you talk a bit about that? Well, I think it's very important. And we were talking about that as well too. If, if you're a generalist, it's hard to create content because what are you mm. going to create content mm-hmm. on? But when you are niche and you're a broker in your niche, you've got to be creating that content in 2019, like, and going into 2020 here, like this is going to be key because you need to provide some value right off the, the right off the top and say, here's some content. This will help you whether you buy a policy through us or not. We don't really worry about that on day one. Mm-hmm. We worry about getting our message across. And like I said, it's all about education as well too. So I'm big on education. And if I can get in front of as many people as possible in the course of a year, then I will do so. And if I'll travel around, do a presentation here, do a presentation there. And then you need to, to complement that also mm-hmm. with the digital aspects as well too to say here's the content we're going to create and it like i was saying earlier as well too like content needs to be live like yes. i have situations that happen every single mm-hmm. day on my desk and i go 
this would be great for content. Yeah. Let's start doing it right now. Like yeah. let's just create this content. We start getting a list together and yeah, definitely shout out to Lindsay Wills for creating all my content nice as job, well Lindsay. too. Thanks Lindsay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I have these ideas or, or she has an idea and say, Hey, let's run with this. This would be good. And you just need to continue that process. That process never stops. That's like a wheel that's turning yep. and you should mm -hmm. just be pushing out that content as much as you possibly can. Yeah. I think it like for our team too, that kind of takes your content and, and, and distributes your content. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely see, and this was my point earlier, um, I see that it's, it's a cut above and I think it's because it's the guts of those stories yep. that are coming from you guys. Um, and you'll just fire it off and say, yeah, you're not outsourcing your yeah. the essence of your business, yeah. which well, essentially becomes your content. It's really important to show the passion. Yes. Say, this is why we worry about it. Um, this is why this is important and to convey that in mm. the content. And I do think that sometimes emotion and how we react to something um, is going to come out in that. So if you just say, hey, this situation occurred and you're going to just sub that off to a third party content creator, you're going to say, here's what happened. Just write some stuff about it and this and that. Mm -hmm. They're not connected to this. No. And I think, you they know, they deal with it. Content's a problem all over the place, right? Yeah. But I think like if our messages to our, our, our our brokers or any other co company that we work with mm -hmm. is that it's sort of that it, it, it is hard to achieve it. And maybe you can talk a little bit about that, but it's worth it. It's worth it coming from your internal people who deal with this stuff every day. I think so. I, I think that again, like we can learn so much from other people's mistakes sometimes mm -hmm. as well. Um, and there's also sometimes to be honest, like an entertainment value. Sometimes the best parts of my presentation are just real life claims examples. People love hearing it. Hearing, yeah. It's really interesting, yeah. I find. Uh, and now my presentation is like 50% claims examples. Wow. I just quit talking just about stuff, uh, about mm -hmm. saying, here's the technical aspects of insurance. This is what, exactly what you need to know. And this is a general liability form. And this is how we define property damage. And this is how we define bodily injury. That's not going to resonate with somebody. No. Yeah. Like it is going to be with like me as an insurance professional. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. That's good. That's insurance stuff. Yeah. But um, I think with people, like I said, it's just connecting that legal insurance world into reality. These are how the principles are applied. And this is what happened in this situation. This is why this real estate agent was held liable. Mm -hmm. This is what they did or this is what they said that made the situation that much worse. People want to know about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they should know about it. It's, it's a great point. And, and uh, you know, as Jen mentioned, for for a lot of our clients, um, it, it content is a struggle. And, I, and I, I see sometimes that they spend such a, a huge amount of time trying to figure out what is the right content and sourcing ideas, not realizing, you know what, you in, in a single day, you probably have at least two or three uh, content ideas just based on the conversations that you're having, mm -hmm. either it's claims or, uh, you know, in, in an underwriting capacity, something that happens in a conversation uh, with, with a client. Yep. And that's a great story. And mm -hmm. you know what? You don't have to spend hours and hours doing it. You have a story. It could build be a it. paragraph mm -hmm. long. Build it. And write it in a, a tone that, as if you're talking to somebody. It's, exactly. it's a conversation and a story. Yeah. No, and I think any question can turn into content to be honest, because that person's asking that question For and they went out of their day yep. to call my phone mm -hmm. to ask me this question. Um, other people have the same question. Yeah. They just haven't picked up the phone exactly. and, and called me on it. That's actually so, an interesting little, a little, a little, a little, a little, is, yeah, is marketing a opportunity for you guys <laughs> questions and to start publishing all the questions you get. Yeah. Um, so you guys are doing digital. You, I know that 
you guys are using marketing automation platform for a portion of the business. I mean, you, you have a platform, yep. we put it in their act on platform. Um, and, but we did talk a little bit about kind of your view of the customer experience. And I thought this was really good because there's been a lot of discussion lately around uh, choice and kind of just being there for the customer in different areas, um, mm -hmm. whatever that happens to mean for them. So can you talk about kind of the, you know, kind of the digital versus the the relationship and that and the importance of the two working together? Yeah, no, and I think it's it's really, really important these days because, you know, the, the handshake, mm -hmm. looking somebody in the eye, you can't replace that. They always say you can't replace that and you truly can't. Mm -hmm. But Absolutely. what I like to try to do is look at it on two different sides of the spectrum to have it a fully digital automated portal here, if you want to call it that, or a distribution line, and also have a very traditional distribution line as well too. The traditional um, distribution line can also funnel directly into the digital. Mm -hmm. So if you say, and you're doing that presentation, you're shaking hands and you're handing out business cards, and then the last slide is go to the website. Right. See, there's a call to action. Mm -hmm. Just go to the website. All this stuff that we were talking about you just click a few buttons and it takes five minutes and you got it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's for me, I just look at it on very two different sides of the spectrum and everything kind of in between on that. Eventually I could see the shift where it's more digital. It's going to eventually go over uh, to that other side here. But I think that's going to take years down the road to really go through that shift. Like I was saying, it's an evolution. Oh, I think, you know, if you compare kind of like the Amazon examples where, yeah. you know, people would look at that as a re but I think people forget that Amazon's, um, reputation didn't come overnight. I mm -hmm. mean, it was something that was built over time. So yeah, yeah you're a lot of people trust them now. A lot of people will place an order with exactly. Amazon, but it's because, you can call their customer service team if you absolutely had to. You can replace that product, no problem. And and all the people that had that tried and did those things paved the way for everyone else to now trust the fact that if I need to go to Real Procher at the end of this conversation or the the, the webinar, yeah, I can or the uh, the presentation, I can actually go and, and do that, and it's gonna it's likely gonna work for me. So yes. there's a lot there's a lot going on behind the scenes to embed that trust mm -hmm. in your in your customer base. It's exactly. kind of through in content, the ability mm -hmm. to pick up the phone if needed. Yes, right. So I think that's kind of a, a oftentimes not always thought about. It's more like well the path of getting there gets lost, right? Mm -hmm. You yeah. kind of yeah. need to Or they it. think, you know, we'll just build it and it's a store and people will go to the store, right? right? Especially and when they don't even know they need the policy. Exactly. Like if you just open up <laughs> yeah. a store and I look at that as well too, like any online portal, it's just, you know, I look at it as just a brick and mortar store. Mm -hmm. It's just online that people are going to go to. So any other business, you're going to just open up a, a spot and say, I'm selling widgets or whatever, whatever, whatever I'm selling. I'm selling insurance policies. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do any marketing. You're not going to put out a sign. You're not going to do this and that. Is that going to work? No. Like, it won't. And it won't work in yeah. real life. Yeah. And it won't work in, in the virtual reality as well, too, right? Yeah. So it's a different um, type of process that you kind of need to go through sometimes mm -hmm. as well, too. And just look at it as like just a big picture to say, I'm still a person. I can still talk to people. People can still call mm -hmm. me. They can still reach out to me or my team and we're there for them. Or a lot of people too. We send out a email blast and some people just go online and buy it. We don't ever talk to them. Yeah. That is the one thing that I will say with building any digital platform. If you know too many people's names, it mm -hmm. didn't work right. Yeah, that means true. you just, you know too many <laughs> yeah. people's names. Oh, I know this person on the system. This person, they called me. They called me. 
that means something's not working correctly. There's too much touch points as well, too. There's too many questions. It's not simple enough. Yeah. And like any digital platform, you go back and tweak it. Like pretty much every year, you should be going back yeah. saying, here's all the questions that we got this year. Keep track of that as well, too. Here's the issues. Like, can we figure out a different, you know, sometimes it's just the wording. It just yeah. doesn't make sense yeah. in most people's minds to say, oh, yeah. yeah uh, oh, yeah. Now that when I tell them that this is what you have to put in this box. Uh, okay. that makes sense. So now. change the site. Make sure you change the site now. Right. Like go yeah. back and like you said, adjust that language. Yeah. yeah and maybe that's a good I, I did have that on my kind of bullets. Like maybe you can talk about that because I know that we've gone through several iterations, right? Tweaking, mm -hmm. messaging, and, and, and maybe you can talk about, because I and it's very easy to get hung up on, you know, on-site launch or, or Perfection. D-Day. Perfection, it's, yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's got to be, be this, right? Yeah, it's just not no. going to be there. No. And for me and my philosophy is always like, once you're over 90% there, just pull the trigger. Yeah. Just pull the trigger and just see what happens. You're always going to be striving to this 100%. We're 100% ready to go. Mm -hmm. It's never 100%. There's always going to be bugs, even when you think it's 100%. You or yeah. you want to change it. Or you yeah. want to and evolve you should. it a bit. And, and you, you should, should be right? adapting to that and mm -hmm. not so much to say, this was the idea. This is going to be the outcome. Yeah. You don't always determine the outcome. The yeah. consumer sometimes can guide you at the end exactly. to kind of finish everything up and wrap it all up. And there is going to be some pain points on that for those first couple customers going online. And that's mm -hmm. just a reality. That's a reality just in business and dealing with people as well, too. Like first couple customers can be a little rough. We don't yeah. know exactly what we're doing. Once you have that experience, you can yeah. go back and just do it. So I'm a big believer that if it's pretty much ready to go and it works, so just make sure that it works and it's pretty <laughs> much ready. It doesn't have to be flashy or fancy or anything else like that. If it is, that's great. But just pull the trigger and just do it. Cool. Great. Well, I think we would we got a, a bit more time. What are we what are we sitting at here? Okay, we're at that thirty minute mark. This is great. Yeah, sweet. Time flies. It's good. Yeah. Um let's maybe get and and you know, feel free guys if you want to throw something on. I think what would be great to hear from you is um, you know, what does the next year kind of year to two look like and maybe some of the big trends that you're seeing around uh around the commercial side and, and, you know, using, mm -hmm. using, maybe using some digital and, and what are some kind of priorities? If you're maybe you could provide some advice to people that are not already doing it and just kind of the yeah. next two year horizon in your world. Well, I think a lot of people are just intimidated right out of the gate with sometimes digital going digital. Yeah. What does digital mean? Yes. Well, sometimes it just means like an online application. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be expensive. It does not have to be fancy. You can set up a Google Drive doc. You can build an application. Mm -hmm. And that is the start of an online platform. Yeah. Like sometimes on the end of that, you can take that application. And I guess I'll back it up. If you're doing a, a digital platform, you need to have authority. That is sometimes the biggest hurdle. Mm -hmm. And people say, I want to do a digital platform. Can you bind policies? You yourself as a brokerage. Yeah, we're and talking this about is, this. Yeah. This is why I was talking yeah. about the, the beginning BUA. about it being the pen, exactly the program, right? With these niche products, this you're not really. I mean, I'm not you. Jump in here, but you're not really handcuffed to the carrier in the same way that you are when you're underwriting every single. It's right? it's different, right? Like they do need to trust you in saying this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. If it fits inside this box, can we press go? Can right. I bind this stuff right now? Right. And if it fits inside the box, you can. If it doesn't, you just need a kick out to say, 
we're still going to insure these people if they get kicked out of the system. Yeah, we're just going to... And we're just going to do it yeah. on a traditional basis. Right. Yep. But if we can get 80 90% of the people going through, it's great. Yeah. And maybe if a lot of people are getting kicked out, like, why is that? Maybe you have to go back to the market to say, I need a little bit more authority here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Open up what we can do as well, too, right? We noticed that with... Uh, with yoga, we did the Yoga Association of Alberta online. So we interviewed mm-hmm. about 150 yoga instructors in Alberta. They just go online, they pay for their policy. It's $150 a year, and it's very simple system. wasn't complicated or anything else like that. But it's um, it's interesting sometimes with the yoga stuff that comes back. Is they're like, you know, what about goat yoga? Can we allow goat? And so everyone comes to me and says, you must love yoga. I've never done yoga. That's the funny <laughs> thing. And I'm like, I do the yoga program. They're like, what about cat yoga? What about, uh, there was the other one where it was like, uh, 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 nude yoga. So we have to put on these exclusions on the online policy. It's like no goats, no cats, no nudity. This is a real exclusion under the policy. Wow. Yeah. So it's funny when you start going into that, I've always find it entertaining when you're yeah. like, didn't you've think we've learned put a lot on... about yoga, I bet. I have, yes. I have. You, what I about have. the nude goat yoga? Cause that would I be know. like a double kick out. We're going to have uh, oh. cats, goats, nudity. The yeah, yoga's really got it all. That's so. not very nice yeah. for our listeners. Now they're going to have yeah. to be picturing I, nude goat yoga. Yeah. I knew this was going to come out. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> Just well, the goats are nude, so. Yeah. But we find it interesting about the yoga and the, and the real estate and the real brochure and we know this is probably a totally different podcast but yeah i'm i'm still really intrigued why these super niche super specialty do better than even like contractors insurance online yeah yeah like it's it's or small business like mm-hmm. it's just it's too many um different variables. factors there's too yeah. many variables like it's not vanilla enough i guess it's not, yeah. it's yeah. not to say enough. like here's my product mm. you're not yeah. gonna build an entire store you're gonna sell one product to say this is the product this is the price yeah and it's different than to say i'll sell uh, you know contractors policies okay what does that mean are you gonna do plumbers are you gonna do radon contractors like where is the line in the sand there and there is going to be a line in the sand because you can't be everything to everyone yeah and that's the reality i think a lot of people need to understand is you can't just build these systems because your capital injection on day one is so great to get that system to where it needs to be Mm. then you're looking to say how many years is it going to take for us to turn a profit yeah and it could take three or four years for sure like that could be a reality and it's a long game the other issue that you know I'll, i'll comment on with with digital as well too is um again like it's it's a super long game that you're you're looking at to say how much money should i be putting into this thing mm-hmm. and how much are we going to be getting out yeah. it's it's a yep. big hurdle right it's, out well of it's one of the things that one. we educate we on about, you know yeah. when we when we roll into these programs right robin it's just even understanding how to look at that on a product by product basis and sure right and, and maybe that's you know that kind of ties into your you know your comment about the the niche right so if you're looking at niche product or if you're doing a, a product by product product type of marketing yep. you're thinking about it with like you've got mm-hmm. like this laser focus on this so yep. you're, you're looking at the product and you're you're really defining who is that target audience which it's a lot easier when you're looking at yoga instructors yes. or a real estate Specific. versus general business. And then you start to go down the path and think, okay, you know, what, what's the problem we're trying to solve? What, how are they searching for this? Um, so how is it that we are sure that we're, uh, you know, we're, 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 we're searchable because we're, mm-hmm. we're, 
you know, using the right words, um, and we're putting out a plan that is really going to tie to the audience that, that we're trying to engage. Yes. And definitely a lot easier to do from, from a niche perspective when you think it about is. it. It's so much easier to say, this is it. These are the people that we're going after. We know exactly who we're going after. We know how much money and then we you make know when we how write to go one, after them. Right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So we, we can afford too. after, a, you know, if we want to try to hit to, budget it. Yeah, one or planning. two year profitability on this. Exactly. Now we know we need to write you know, a thousand policies or whatever the number is in order to get Well, you right. got to front load the work. You yeah. work for free for the exactly. first couple months. You're mm-hmm. not, you're trying to build this program out. You're saying this is what we need to do. All you're doing is just like any other, mm-hmm. not, you know, IT company right now or any development company, you're just burning money right at the start. Yeah. And so you have to realize that is that you're front loading all this work to eventually, hopefully, relatively just sit back and just watch this thing do the work i always look at it just you're trying to just build an insurance machine yeah you're building this machine you're going to put it on the internet you're going to funnel work and business to that machine Mm -hmm. that's your job now is just funneling it into this portal and you know that's you want as many machines doing as many different things as possible but each one needs to be specific to say we're going to insure plumbers let's insure plumbers Mm -hmm. let's insure welders let's insure you know any type of contractors that are going to be out there it needs to be so specific and then when you you know specify to say this is the type of person you know that's i'm giving you guys all my secrets here but (laughs) (laughs) you go to the association and say hey this is an association you do this and if you could ever build something and show the association we've already gone ahead and built this and it's ready to go you just gotta if you want to give us here. a green light on this, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that you need to mandate it, but if you like it, then exactly. we can do it Send like this yeah. and it's ready to go. Yeah. And driving value for your membership, right? Exactly. So that's yeah. what so it's all about for associations as well too, is mm-hmm. what type of value does that association provide? Insurance can be a great value if it's done correctly, but it's dangerous, especially going through this hard market, build the program. It's not performing. It's losing the insurance company money. They're pulling the program. Right. Now, what do you do? First step would probably be freak out. Second step (laughs) would actually probably be thinking about it to find out what do we need to do? Can we salvage this thing? And going through this hard market, we're going to have most likely some attrition in yeah. some classes as well too yeah. in Canada. Like that's just going to be reality. Well, Adam, this has been uh, amazing. I mean, yeah. I think we could probably sit here, you know, for another half hour easily, but, um, we could, but I got dinner reservations. Yeah. You got a dinner <laughs> reservation. We got a, we got a, a Christmas party kicking too, but, um, I think this has been great. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can't wait to pick your brain more about some opportunities to, uh, drive awareness in, in some of the, uh, products that you have, but mm-hmm. you guys are certainly kind of, um, on the cutting edge on some of this stuff for sure, or, or you know, really kind of ha- are realizing the value of kind of all that. And, mm-hmm. um, I really appreciate you taking yeah. the time to come talk to us. Well, I would like yeah. to thank you guys as well too, for having me out and all the work that goose digital Thanks. does for me and for our, our team as well too. We couldn't do it without you guys. So I really oh, appreciate it. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. We really enjoy working with you guys. So cool. Tell Sweet. Lindsay, I said, hi, I will. Lisa. <laughs> I will. Yeah. <laughs> tell the whole team. Colin. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Guys. Cheers. Bye. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,